get into it dennis brown in the building what's going on with you today sir i'm doing fine how you doing i appreciate it man i'm, I'm doing good doing good heading down to georgia good old georgia you know trying to trying to get this last run in before the holidays uh what about yourself what part of the world you in well i'm over here in ohio passing Kirk, kirklandville mm -hmm. out here on 70 Okay, yeah, good yeah, old seven. Yeah, good old seven. Passing the flying J now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of flying J, man, let's let's take it back. Let's 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 take it back, man. Dennis Brown, I I did a I did a segment on you. Uh my partner uh called you up and and chopped it up with you and you know he brought it to my show, brought it to our attention of uh what happened right. to you uh about a year ago. So Let's uh before before we get into all of that, man, let me just uh let me just say, let me just ask you, you know, let's start with your story, man. Your 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 you know, your trucking story. Uh I wanna hear, you know, how you got started in trucking and how your journey been so far. Well, I got started back in uh I started trucking in nineteen eighty eighty four. Eighty four, eighty five. Yeah. Old and, uh, school. Back 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 with oh, the yeah. back with the back with the back with the none of this. No no technology. Yeah. No air I mean no no air rides. You back in you the eighties with the C B. Mm -hmm. Talk to me, bro. Yeah, how, how was it how was it back then back then versus now, my man? Man, back then it was better. It was better at trucking. You know, I mean, everybody helped everybody. If you broke down on the side of the road, the other truckers see you, man, they'll pull over, give you a hand, help you out. If you need some diesel fuel, you ran out, they'll take a little diesel fuel out of their truck and put it in your truck, put about 20 gallons in there. Because back then, you know, to, to make a move, you got to have at least 20 gallons. Mm -hmm. A few to make it to a truck stop, you know, or to get the truck started. And I started off in a, uh, what year my truck was? It was a 1978 Max, cab over Mac with a 238 with a 5-speed Max to die. Woo! And, yeah, and the reason I got that truck in because when I got my license, my articulated like, well, back then they called them chauffeur license right. out of Florida. Right. So, you know, you didn't have to take a, a road test or nothing. Only thing you had to do in the state of Florida back then was go up there, pass a written test, which you call chauffeur license. And you could drive anything in the world as long as it wasn't an airplane. You understand what I'm saying? So easy. Oh, it was so simple then. <laughs> FMCSA just came in and fucked everything up, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, you, you just go, you just take your written test. Once you got your written test, it's a chauffeur. You can go drive a truck. And that's what I did. And to tell you the truth, I wasn't supposed to be a truck driver. I was supposed to be a lawyer. You know, <laughs> coming out of school. 
And what happened was my daddy was a truck driver. And this is how it all started. When I was 16 years old, I had a son. So I quit school because I had a son. Right. So I started working with my father. So I always been in my father's truck since I was like four or five years old. Mm-hmm. But I, I never was interested in his truck business. You know, because I hated trucking when I was little because I was always, because it was six of us, six brothers and one sister. And what we used to do, my father used to put us in a GMC uh, Brigadier. He had a 1968 Brigadier GMC mm-hmm. with a two-sitter, a day cab. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Three brothers was in that, three brothers was in that truck and him driving. And everywhere he went, we had to get out there and load his truck. And all and everything everything was on the floor. He put y'all to work. Everything. Yeah, he put us to work. So sixteen when I had my son, he told me, Hey, you ain't going to school? I said, Nah. He said, Come on. So I ended up in the truck and he said, Um I went everywhere he went, my father slept in the truck. I went out there and unloaded the truck myself. So when I was finished, came in, signed the paperwork, got in the truck. So we worked that whole week. He got paid. My father went in the store, so I, he, he he opened the check and looked at the check. And he put the check on the dashboard. So when he put the check on the dashboard, my father went in the store. So I stayed in the truck. So I sat there and beat that check to see how much. Mm. You would never guess how much he made. Mm. Never guess how much he made. Uh, man, I don't even want to. I, I don't even want to phantom, bro. I heard the money was good well, back my, in the day. Well, my father drove in a hundred mile radius, local home every day. My father made seventy six hundred dollars back then. <laughs> Come on, that that was a week. Seventy six hundred dollars. <laughs> Come on, seventy six hundred dollars. Yes, sir. For a week, what? Yes, company driver. Week. Company driver. A comp- No, sir. He had his own truck. Oh, he had his own truck. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, he had his own truck, but he never paid for fuel because we used to go to the car rail yard, and he used to had to do a lot of piggyback at nighttime after mm-hmm. he do his main stuff during the day. And the name of the place he was working at was U.S. Packing out of Bayonne, New Jersey. That was the name of the place he used to work at. So we used to have to, every night when we came in, he might have about seven, eight trucks, trailers. This ain't, this ain't part of what he's supposed to do during the day. This is his side money. But you, when you come in at night, you have to take these, these trailers to the car rail yard. And each one of them, Trellis, he piggybacked to the car rail yard with $175. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. This was every night. He would have about seven or six or maybe ten at nighttime. So that was his extra money right there. And he never paid for fuel for food. He's about five or six years when he was working for that company. Because every time we hauled the car rail trailer, we used to get our holes and I used to cycle them the fuel at the reefer tank, at the at the car tanks, 
and put him in my father's truck. Mm. Do yes. you believe that? That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And also, your father, your father came to you, he and asked you, "Is you going to school?" And you said no. So your father was like, "Look, come on on this truck." He he gave you, he he did he give you the ultimatum? Like, look, you either gonna you either gonna go to school or you gonna work. Which one are you gonna do? Did did he give you that ultimatum? Well, when he found out that I had a son. That night, mm-hmm. we woke up the next morning, and I was in the bed. He woke me up. He said, hey, what you doing? I said, I'm sleeping. He said, no, you ain't. He said, get up. You're going on the truck. That's <laughs> like that. It ain't no question about it. You're going on the truck. I said, okay. So, see, back then, we, you know, we didn't talk back to our, our parents. No, we, like yeah, that, ain't, you know? ain't none of that BS that's going on right now. Right, and whatever, whatever the head of the house said, that what you did, you know? And my father, he was 6'5", 300 pounds, so, you know, he was a big guy. So, now, get, to make a long story short, when I looked at his check, when I looked at his check, I said, oh, damn, what the hell going on? So, my father got a truck, he, he looked over there at, my, at the check and said, well, he said to himself, like, oh, he unlit at the check. So when we went back to the place to pick up the trailer, my father got out there and went to the guard shack to get the paperwork. So I, I went in there with him. You know, you thought I'd be over there sleep. But I'm wide awake now, so I went over there with him. So when I went over there with him to get the paperwork, I looked at the people with the paperwork. Shoot, I jumped in my father's truck. I said, I'm going out here to pick up the trailer. Never drove a truck a day in my life. Never drove a truck a day in my life. So... I went down there with the pick up the trailer. I said, well, I looked at the mirror. I said, boy, I know I'm going to get an ass whooping because I, I jumped on my father's truck and took off. So I went down there to pick up the trailer and stuff because I learned by watching Observing. my father, by, you know, driving the truck. I never drove a truck until that day. You know, I just put the thing in gear. Never drove a stick a day in my life at the time. I just, you know, I just seen everything he did. So I backed up to the trailer. So while I'm down there picking up the trailer, I see my father came out the booth, him and my uncle, you know, because his brother was out there working too. But they were peeking around the corner to see did I hook up to the trailer and what up. So as I'm coming out, they going to run back in the guard shack. And, and like nothing happened. So I, I got the trailer back. I ain't tear nothing up. So my father got in the truck and we went to go over there, you know, on the road and stuff. So my father said, "Ah, uh, you looked at my check, huh?" <laughs> I said, "We talking about that?" He said, "Yeah." Now you want to be a truck driver? I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Yeah, I did. I did all the rest of your brothers like that. And that's you, how y'all got started." And and that's all she wrote right there. Man, shout out to wrote. man. Shout out to your father, man. I mean, he just yes, he, yes, he yes. just. He he was the man, like yo, you yo, let's get in the truck. Let me get you in there. You hopped in there, did the damn thing off from us observing, man. What, what do you think about what What do you think about these kids these days? That's that's over here talking about. I want to get in the truck. I want to I want to do this for the bag. I want to do this for the you know whatever the case. You you did it. Of course you seen the money. 
but you you did it, you know, for 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 the heart, right? Yes, yes, yes. Now all of my brothers drive trucks up on one. You know, he worked for the city of Elizabeth, New Jersey. My brother Damien, mm-hmm. you know, and you know he the only one don't drive trucks. But the rest of my brothers, we all drive trucks. That's all, you know. And I was a company driver for. When I first started, I was a company driver for about, about four weeks when that man gave me my first paycheck. When that man gave me my first paycheck, he gave me a check for $300. But, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he, gave me a, he gave me a check for $300. How much? I went from Florida. $300. I went from Florida. From Florida. To Buffalo, New York. From Buffalo, New York, I went to Arkansas. From Arkansas, I went to Alabama. From Alabama, I went back to Florida. That man gave me a check for three hundred dollars. Three hundred. I said, "Hey, what is this?" Three. Yes. Three. Said, hey, wait, wait, what is this? wait, 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 wait. Three hundred. That's wait. Three, that three hundred for the week. Three. Three hundred for the week. I said for the week. Yes. For the week. Man, did you tell me you slapped that dude some sense? Well, what it was was back then in the early eighties, they was only making eight eight to ten cents a mile. Do you remember that? Ooh, I don't eight know. to ten cents a mile. That, that was what they were paying truckers back then. Ugh. Eight to ten cents a mile. You know what, though? You know so, what, though? I can. You know what? I can. I. I can. I can feel you on that because. Back then, back in the 80s, motherfucking minimum wage was motherfucking $3.35. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I, yes, I, 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 I can feel you. I, I can feel you on that. I can feel you on that. Uh-huh. So, I said to him, so I said to him, I said, hey, 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 what is this? He said, well, you did hear, we did hear you more than you did loaded. Right. I said, oh, yeah. I said, okay. So, I said, well, but I made for the, uh, what was the deadhead pay? He said the deadhead pay was a nickel. I said, nickel? He said, yeah, deadhead pay was a nickel. I said, okay. So I said, all right. I'll fix this right here. So I had a little money in my, in my bank account, right? Already. So I said, well, yeah, I already had a little money in my bank account because I had a settlement when I, before I, when I left New Jersey. To go to Florida, got to be a Florida. So I already had a settlement, you know, in my bank account, which I was to touch. So I said, you know what, I'm going to fix all of this. So I went out there. I went out there, bought me a, a, a Mac. Back then, that Mac was a 78 Mac. Mm-hmm. That was the Mac with the 238 Master Die Cab. I went and brought that truck. I ain't looked back since. I ain't been no company driver. In a long, you know, I've, I've been an owner-operator ever since that. Ever since, ever since that three hundred dollar paycheck. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, shout out to you, Dennis Brown, man. So, all right, yeah. Dennis, man. So, like, like I said, you know, in the beginning, I, I, I did a, you know, I did an uh, I did an episode on you, man, because of some BS that happened to you at the uh, truck stop last year. Uh, take us back right. to that. Take us back to that rainy night, man. What, 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 what happened, bro? Man, 
uh, it was raining so bad that day. You know, wind was blowing and all that. And I said, you know what? It's a little cold out here, too. You know, the road freezing up. I said, let me go ahead and pull in this truck stop, get me a cup of coffee, let, you know, let the rain calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, as I getting off of uh, Interstate 70, I got off Exit, what Exit was that, 70? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exit 70 to Pilot Truck Stop. Hold on for a second. Mm-hmm. I got to get this. So, okay, I'm back. So, I get off at the pilot truck stop. So, raining so hard, you couldn't see. So, I kind of missed my exit for the entrance to go in. Mm -hmm. But I went to the next entrance, which that's the way that all the trucks come out. You know, my first time at this truck stop right here. And when I got off, you know, one truck was coming out, and he see me coming in. He kind of pulled aside and let me through and let him come through. Because you can't back up from over there because it's, it's a long way. You know, when you come in from the other way, you try to back out. You back out in, into the road. So three guys let me camp through, you know, three trucks. Let me come through and back around. They hit this one guy was on the fuel aisle. So while he's on the fuel aisle, he see me coming that way, so he hurry up, jump in the truck. I'm looking at it. I'm watching him. I said, oh, something about to happen here now because this guy ready to block me in. So he turned around and come up to me head on, head on, and stop blowing the horn all hard and stuff. I mean, blowing it, blowing it. I said, look at this fool right here. So as we facing Head on, you know, I said, now, nah, I'm looking all over this truck. He got some of these flags, you know, because of my bright light looking inside of his truck. So I seen, the, you know, the little politician sticker on the truck. I said, uh-oh, here it go. So I said, here we go. So he yelling and screaming inside his truck. I look at him. I, and I'm standing there looking at him. Look at this food. So I said, yo, just back up. Just back up. He said, no, you back up. So I pulled my brace out. I pulled my brace out. Mm-hmm. Cut my truck off. I brought my foot up here on the top of the tag. So he didn't like that. So I said, well, I'm going to sit here. So they ain't backing up, you know, which which he could have just back up five feet and just let me go on through. Nah, he want to get out of his truck. So he got out of his truck. When he got out of his truck, he came on the other side. He come to my window. So I kind of cracked my window a little bit. I said, what's the problem? He said, well, you come in the wrong way. I said, I know that. I know I came in the wrong way. I didn't know that. I said, bro, all you got to do is back up a little bit. I could go past you and you could come on through. He said, nah, you going to back your ass up. I said, well, who going to make me back up? He said, well, if you ain't going to back up, I got something for your ass to, to, to back you up. I uh, say what? All right. So, so let, he went to, let me ask you right quick. Um, <coughs> now, you at the time, you didn't know the way you came in was the way out, right? Right. right. Oh, okay. 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 I just want to clarify that. So the way you came in, yeah, 
the way you came in, you it, because of the rain and everything, you didn't know that that was the exit. You thought that was the entry. Right. Okay. All right. Go yeah, ahead. Continue. Because it was pouring so hard out there like it was a hurricane. As a matter of fact, it was another truck behind me did the same thing. You know? Because now I can't go nowhere. If I do try to back up, I'm going to hit this truck behind me. So he did the same thing because you know how it is. One truck go to sleep in this spot here, all the other trucks come in and join in. You understand what I'm saying? So the other truck, I guess he followed me because he probably thought it was interesting because you couldn't see. So you get off the ramp, really, the interest to get into that truck stop is right there. But you, if you're not looking to the right, you can't see the entrance. You just passed that, and you think that's the entrance to the other one. Okay. So meanwhile, so he jumped up on my truck, on you know, on the side of my truck. So you know what you do? You automatically push the door, open the door, push you off your truck. You know, because I got my window halfway, and I don't want this guy to sucker punch, sucker punch me. Mm -hmm. So when he turned around and said to me, after I push him off the truck, he said, you know, he, he used the N word. He said, I got something to make your ass move. Right? Right. I said, so he went back to his truck. I said, oh, Lord. I said, I ain't going to sit here and be a, a sitting target. Right. So my thing was either ram his truck or get out the truck and kind of, you know, just get away because there was a dark spot right. over there. Right. So as, as I got out my truck and went between my truck, he got this big long stick. It, it was black, right? I mm. said, what the hell he gonna do with that big ass stick? You know? I said, by the time he trying to swing on me, I'm gonna catch the stick. You know? That's how long it was. Right. Which I thought it was a stick. Right. So he got right. out the truck. You know, but he doing this inside his truck. He standing up between the, the two chairs. So when he got out the truck, when he got out the truck, you see, he... I guarantee you, you gonna move your truck. And boy, when he went in, when he got, I, I thought it was a stick, really. So I just stand there because I was ready to walk away, like towards the what you call. Because I thought the guy was going to get a gun. That's what I thought he was going to get. Because I said I was going to sit here and be a target out right here in the middle, and I blocked them, you know, forward and backward. So when he went to the stick part, which I thought it was the stick. Man, when he pulled that thing out of that case, that was a Cimmerized sword. Not a machete, a Cimmerized sword. So when I seen the, the civil part, he would just swing. When he swing, I thought, oh, man, this guy trying to kill me. He going for my neck. And as he swinging, going for my neck, I put my hand up there. I put my hand up there. I grabbed the sword. Well, I Held the sword. I put my other hand on his on his throat, and I had him up in the air, you know. So I grabbed his throat and I kept squeezing it, and I squeezed it too tight, and I still got my hand on the sword. I don't know my hand is cut all this time. So as I squeezed his throat, he turned it blue. So he dropped the sword. So when he dropped the sword. My head still around his neck, so I push him to the ground and put my knee on his chest. So I grabbed the sword. Well, I got one knee in his chest, and I got the sword. I went to lift the sword up, and I 
cool. You cool. Now, he got on the yellow shirt. I don't know I'm bleeding until I'm I'm facing down on him. I got my knee in his chest. And at the meanwhile, I said, well, since you cut me like this, you're going to taste all of my blood that I got in my hand. As I got my head around his throat. So he got blood all over his face, down his mouth. So now he got a black man blood. He just tasted the black man blood, you know. So as I got up, as I got up, I went to take the sword. I picked up the sword. So when I ended up picking up the sword, I took the sword and put it inside my truck. Because I, I came back, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, but I just took the sword and put it in my truck away from him. So when I went back towards on the other side where he was at, that's where he jumped in his truck and tried to get away. So as he tried to get away, now we all over the parking lot. People seeing this now. People seeing all what's going on. So they just, you know, people on a few hours, they sent back, you know, because I made a U-turn, you know, because he jumped over the field and stuff like that. So we jumped over the, over the field and everything. Everybody, hold on for a second. So he jumped on the field. Then I'm chasing him. I made a U-turn at a truck stop. Made, you know, I'm chasing them all through at 70, you know, Interstate 70 and everything. And he was going to Target because he had a Target trailer. He was going for Target. And that was, that was Hogan, that was Hogan trucking. So now I'm chasing them all through Target parking lot. You know, he jumping the, the, the curb, getting and everything. So I'm chasing them down. So I'm on the phone with 911. It's, the first part of it, when you when you hear no sound, that was me talking to nine one one. You know that's why you didn't hear the first sound of what was going on until later, until after you know got the phone with the with nine one one. So I'm talking nine one one, telling what's going on. So the police, it was two cop cars. So they tracked them down. When they tracked them down and everything, and as soon as I get out the truck. You know, that's the part where you see everything on the video, and I, I end up passing out. You know, I pass out, and, you know, they say I was just some kind of, I don't know what, what they call it, but I passed out. I lost a lot of blood and everything. My truck had. Yeah, so I pass out, and that day, you know, I'm at the hospital. You know, I'm at the hospital every day. The cop came there, asked me what happened. I told him what happened and stuff like that. I said, he called me the N-word, this and this and that. He wanted me to move, but I wasn't moving. So I, so I said, so what happened to the guy? Did you lock the guy up? He said, well, it's under investigation. I said, what do you mean it's under investigation? I said, did you lock the guy up or not? So he said, it's still under investigation. So I said, well, where's the guy at now? He said, oh, we let him go. So I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you let him go. I said, you didn't lock him up or nothing? So now they don't want to answer my question because, you know, they're at the police station. So he said, well, you had to call my supervisor. So I called the supervisor at the bank because I'm going for surgery in the morning because they had to have a emergency surgery because, you know, my, my, my nerves and stuff. If they don't get to it right there, then 
said the, the nerve could be pulled all the way back in my arm, and they would have to cut my whole arm open. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it would have to cut my, my whole arm open to pull the, the nerve back up so they could attach it to my finger. So I called Ohio uh, the Sheriff's Department or whatever, and he told me it was done an investigation. So I said, now, nah. I told him, if it was, if this was the other way around, I would have been in jail. Yeah, and you, you know it. Yeah, you, you We went back it. and forth with the police department and stuff like that. He said, nah, nah, nah. I said, you yes, would, it would. You, you, you would have been charged. You would have been charged with assault. Yes. Yes. You know? Yep. So this guy supposed to be from, um, what state he was from? Minnesota. I think he was from Minnesota mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, my, my daughter did a, I mean, my lawyer did a little homework, and my daughter did a little stuff. You know, you know, we got he got a couple homes and stuff like that. So, you know, then find out he took everything out of his name now after this incident. Yeah, he was he was preparing he was preparing himself for uh for the civil suit. That's what he was doing. Right. So. You know, all thing I'm, you know, and everybody, you know, the police department, they still won't give me no information, no nothing. Now this is uh nothing. now 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 Dennis, man, that was that was last year. Uh, yeah. Is is it still is it still ongoing? Was you able to get any any additional information? Do you know if he still worked for the company? Did the company reached out to you and? and try to make some type of restitution to you or anything like that? No. Uh, Hogan never reached out to me. Target never reached out to me. But uh, a couple of people that worked at Target, they they reached out to me. You know, they were just employees. They wasn't a big, you know, they were big wheels, but they wasn't a big wheel. Mm-hmm. But Pilot did reach out to me. But Hogan never reached out to me because, uh, People that I had workers, the advocate that was working on, they said, "Yeah, we already thought about it." They been getting calls like crazy all day long and stuff, you know. Because you, you have some supporters to call the company, down, yeah, to, to let them know that right. one of their drivers did something wrong. Mm-hmm. So they say he ain't working there, but I know somebody else who worked there. They say he's still working there. Which is okay, you know. Which it's okay. I'm praying that he's still working there because you know that makes the company liable. Well, the company is still well, liable. What? I mean, regardless if he don't work there or not. I mean, the company. I mean, he was a company driver at the time, so true that. You know they, you know they're gonna look at it at the at, at the time. So he, he, if he's not, if he wasn't, you know, if he stopped working there for whatever reason, the company, you know, is is still liable for for him. So you know, right. And you know, speaking of which, uh, you know, for you know, for a year later, uh, is is it still ongoing right now? It's still ongoing. It's okay. still ongoing. And you, and 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 so you 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 can't talk, you you can't talk as much as as the ongoing process right now, right? Right. Okay, right. that's understandable. Right. Absolutely right. 
that's that's understandable. I do I I do appreciate you, you know, coming on and uh you know and and following up with me, you know, seeing that you was all, you know, making sure you're all right. Uh you're back in the truck now. So, you know, and yes. then then your story from, you know, from your come up, man, is is awesome, beautiful. Um you know, when you went to the when you was in the hospital, uh, what 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 did the doctor say that was you know when he swiped your hand, he must have swiped it pretty deep. Yeah, well, I can't move three three of my fingers, so that's you know I've been going therapy every since this happened, and uh, I had to get two surgeries, so they figured the second one go fix it. it, it it's it's still the same way. So, you know, I don't have pain, but I have the the, the numbness in my hand, and my hand still swells up. All you know, every day I got a swollen hand. Um, you know, other words, I have to massage my hand mm-hmm. in order to get feelings in my in my hand, my fingers and stuff. I had to massage it for at least about six to seven hours mm-hmm. in order to get a feeling in my my fingers and stuff like that mm. I, my fingers can't touch no no type of metal because it feels like i have an electric shock in my fingers when i touch metal i can't eat with a metal fork everything i have to eat with is this plastic i can't touch nothing metal because it feels like a metal it feels like like a shot you know how you put right. your face when you're a kid you put your finger in a in a in a light bulb socket. Right, right. You know, I, I'm that? familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, so that's how my fingers feel when I touch metal. Mm. So anytime my finger touch metal, it's like a lecture shot. And everybody can't, the doctor can't understand it. While my fingers touch it, you know, feel like a lecture shot. When I go to therapy, they try to train me Try to get my fingers used to the metal, but my fingers, you know, it just feel like a electric shock. Dennis, man, what was you know? that? What throughout your years of trucking, we we talking about three decades, man. I mean, throughout yeah. your years of trucking, was that the only was was that the was that the only major incident that that you was faced with? Yes. Mm. That's the, you know, you know, because, you know, I'm a type of guy, you know, I'm an old school truck driver. If I see somebody broke on the side of the road, see, if this is what my wife don't. My wife loves me for who I am, but she's looking at the fact that I'm going to get hurt because I stopped to help people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know. She doesn't have to be a trucker to understand, you know, because it could be 10 below out there. You want to check on that driver that's on the side of the road to see if he got a blanket. You know, that's what I do. I say, yo, you need any help? You need blankets? I know, you know, it's cold out here. You ain't got nothing, you know. You got nowhere. I would sit there and help the driver, another driver. But now today, I'm kind of lyric. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. You feel that you, you feel that once you get out the truck, you might not get back in it, and it there all you go. and it and all and it almost happened to you, man. Wow. 
Right. And and you know one thing I don't do now? I don't even go I don't even go in truck stop. Mm. You know, I was about to ask I don't you. Even go. I, I was about to ask you that. Like what was after the incident have have it deterred you from from doing anything? Yeah. Yeah. I don't go to truck stop. I don't be around a whole bunch of people. And, you know, I don't like people around my space now, you know, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of bad, you know. You know, whenever I see uh, altercation or whatever, I, I kind of walk away. I kind of, it's more like I'm more afraid now than I was before. Because the way I used to be, I was this big, strong person that I could take on the world, you know. It kind of messed my mind up a little bit and stuff like that. But, you know, I just, I just a little lyric about certain people, mm. you know. Well, I try not, you know, I do that conversation with people and stuff like that, you know. I, I kind of, I, I kind of don't do it no more. I just stay in my truck. I fill my truck at a certain spot. And like in New Jersey, I fill my truck up. I don't have to get fuel no more. You know, I could I could go from New Jersey to Kentucky and back on the same thing of fuel. You know, I don't have to get out of my truck. I feel more safe in my own state. You know, New Jersey and Pennsylvania, where I live in Pennsylvania, but I was raised in New Jersey, you know. And I feel more safer there than I do when I come to Ohio and Indiana. Because I, I see it. I see it all the time. You know, I see crazy truck drivers out here want to run you off the road and stuff. You know, you drive too slow or whatever. You drive too fast, you know. You know, it's a little crazy, you know, because they, they have a different breed of truck drivers out here now. You know that, right? Yes, sir. Sure do. They have a different breed. Different breed. Of, yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you see them all. And you know where you can find them at? You can find them right on that dumbass app called TikTok. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, you can find you, know, you can find them right over there. Oh yeah, you, you can find okay. them right over there doing dumbass doing dumbass TikTok shit. The over there on that yeah. app, man. I, I tell you, the okay. diff, different breed of truck drivers right over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And back in the day. Truck driver usually don't stay in the middle lane like that, like how they do now. Mm-hmm. They stay in that middle lane. They could be driving so slow and stuff like that. And they won't move over. If nothing's on the right-hand side, they would not move over. They would stay there. You had to you had to pass them on the right-hand side in order to get in. But you kind of know that's against the law to do that if you mm-hmm. pass somebody on the right-hand side. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. But you got to do what you got to do sometimes, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, it's a different breed of truck drivers out here. Dennis, man, you know? let me let me ask and you this, because, you know, I, I got a I, I got a guy, you know, 30, you know, about three decades deep uh, trucking in his blood. Do you think that, you know, do you think the industry changed or the people changed? The people industry didn't change it's the people. To me, it's the people change. The industry, it might have a little part of it, but more of it is the people. You know? There we go. Because 
back in the day when my father was driving, and back in 1978, when they shut down, you couldn't drive your truck. You hear what I'm saying? Run that by me again? What what now? What now? Back in 1978, you could not drive your truck. If if, if, in state of New Jersey, when they had shut down, you could not drive your truck. Either Mm. you're going to get shot or you're going to get a brick through your truck. That's what happened in New Jersey. Mm. Because me me and my father went out there to get in the truck. All the truck drivers on the highway, on Route, no matter, I don't know, you ever heard of Route 29? You ever heard of 29? You heard of Shot Right? No, no, I haven't heard Over of that. that hip, way. hip me to it. Yeah, well, 29 and Elizabeth, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, they went on strike because the fuel price went up. The fuel price went up to 80 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. 80 cents a gallon. When, when I was out there with my father, fuel was like 45 cents a gallon when he was driving. So fuel went up to 80 cents or 90 cents a gallon. They went on strike. Mm. The truck. And when they went on strike and blocked the whole highway, guess what? They got what they wanted. The fuel price went right back down. The, the, the race went up and, and stuff like that. And they shut it down. It was, it was in 19... You could Google it. In, 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 in the state of New Jersey. They got what they wanted. And just the way it should, it should be now. But you got people out here that don't really stick together with the trucking. Because when they shut down, everybody should shut down. We can get what we want. We can get it. Because this happened back then. Because they only shut down for 10 hours. And in 10 hours... It kind of messed up the whole industry in 10 hours. But you say now. Ain't that something? But you, but you say now they, you, we can't get that now. We nah, nah, uh, nah. Uh, because you have a different breed of truck driver. Different breed. You know, you got mm-hmm. people just want to be a stunner well holder. They just in it for the money. You know, they ain't in it for the love of trucking. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is my career. So once you start trucking, you, you know, you put the big into a positive career. You know, it ain't all about the money. It's all about the, the, the lovely of a truck driver, being a truck driver. Because back in the day, man, if you was a truck driver, you were like God. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Back in the day, if you was a truck driver, you was the man. Now, you say you're a truck driver, and people look at you like, oh, they look at you like you're retarded or stupid or dumb. They look at us like, like we're stupid. Oh, all that you do is sit behind the wheel. You know, even though when you go to the dispatch office or whatever, they don't, you know, they don't have a knowledge of what a trucker is like. Mm-hmm. Because all they do is dispatch. They have the place you go to, they think, you know, well, you're late. You know, why you think I'm late? You know, they want to. They want to, you know, find you for that. For being late. Mm. That's crazy. You know, all all this stuff is crazy. You know, everybody trying to make money but the truck driver. Mm. Everybody got their hand in something. But half of the time, the race can't go up. You know, everything else going up, but the race ain't going up. But the race only go up, it depends on 
how many trust is in that state. If they got low trust in that state, then the rate will break be up. But if they got more trust in that state that you picking up from, the rate will be low. A lot of people don't know that. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why you think the rate sold so low in block when it's a produce season? But they have a lot of trust down there looking for freight. And when they have a lot of trust in it, in let's say they got 100 trucks down there in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. but they only got three loads. Mm-hmm. They only got three loads. So they got more trucks for, for loads. Now, if they got more freight and less trucks, the rates would be up high. Rates would be up high. I use a haul produce all the time. Coming up out of out of Florida, you know, I use a haul for uh, a broker called Pattern. You know, I do box rates. You know, haul. You know, LTL box rates. A lot of people don't know what box rates mean. Box rates mean you get paid by the pallet. So sometimes you might get two fifty per pallet to go to Boston. Two fifty to three hundred per pallet when you have LTL loads. Sometimes coming up by a flood, you might make $6,000 going up to Boston. You might make $7,000 going up to Boston. Sometimes you might, the, the minimum, the minimum will be $4,800 to go up to Boston. Mm. But if you don't know the, if you don't know how to get your rate, then you be SOL. You got to, got to know what you're doing out here in the trucking thing. Man. Dennis. You like driving trucks. Oh yeah, I'm good with it. <laughs> right. I, I I am good with it, sir. I I am good with it, man. Yeah. Just sitting, just sitting here listening to you know listening to you, man. I'm 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 enjoying myself for real, for real. You know, okay. I, and okay. you know, and my listeners is you know learning a little bit, you know, learning a little bit more about you. You know what I'm saying? So right, but on a for real shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Hey, like like I said, man, I I I I respect you. I appreciate what are you done out here. You know, again, you. I I'm I'm glad that you know I'm glad that you was able to uh you know able to survive your encounter. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. So, mm-hmm. ah, shit. <laughs> Like I said, Look, man. I, all I, I do every day, I, I have a praying wife. Mm-hmm. I love her for that. I got me, a, I got me a wonderful praying wife. You know, long as my wife sit there and pray for me every day, I know I'm gonna be okay. You yes, know, sir. My mother pray for me. My, you know, you know, I'm a good person. You know, and I got a good family. So, you know, and. My my wife is in the ministry, so she prays for me every day, you know. And as long as you get out here and pray, you have to pray when you're in the trucking day, bro. You know, you have to pray before you leave your home. When you get to your step, you got to get on your knees and pray to the to the Lord and say, thank you, I made it to the stop here, you know. And that's the main focus you have to do, be with, is you have to pray this trucking thing. You know, you have to believe in God. If you don't believe in God, you, you're not going to make it out here in this lifetime. Just ain't. You won't make it. 
you know, with all the stuff you did with out here driving trucks and with the with the four wheelers and stuff, you got to be safe, you know. And your main focus is to get home, back home to your family. Don't you believe that? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the main thing. You go out here, you do what you have to do, and your main alternative is to get back home to your family. Safe. Safe. That's, that's the whole key, to be safe. And that's what I try to do, you know? Because I don't sleep at the trust stop. Before I sleep at a trust stop, I'll pull off the ramp and get on the side of the ramp on the other side and, and go to sleep. That's where, that's where I do most, most of my sleep at. I don't even pull in the rest of it. Most of my sleep is on the side of a ramp because I'm by myself. You understand what I'm saying? Understood. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't sleep in the trust stop, which, which, which I wasn't a big fan of the trust stop anyway, you know? I don't even have a TV in my truck. I don't even listen to radio in my truck. Most of the time I listen, I, I listen to my motor. You know, that, that's the way I drive. I, I drive a co- complete silence, listen to my motor. Because you got the music up so high, you don't know anything going on with your motor. You know, people blast their radio while they drive a truck, but they wonder how the heck they blow their motor because you can't hear it because you got the radio up too loud. If I hear something going on with my truck, I pull over, stop, check it out. I'll be safe. I'll be okay. Shoot. Well, Dennis Brown, man. man I, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, talking to you. Ah, man, I, the pleasure is all mine, bro. I am, I am definitely yeah. glad that you're here. Definitely glad that you came on the show to share your, uh, you know, share your experience, man. Uh, definitely, I appreciate the time because you know you're a busy guy and everything. And I hope yeah. I, I hope everything works out for you. You know, as far as your lawsuit goes, and I hope you know yeah. you know. Hopefully, once that getting get taken care of, you know, definitely come back on and uh, and, and let will. us and let us know uh, let us know how you know how how it turned out. Okay, I definitely will do that. You know. All right, brother, you'll, man. You'll be the first one to know. You'll hey, be the first one to know. Trust me. Hey, I, Trust and believe. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, man. All right, man. Until Thank next you. time, man, you stay safe out there. Thank you. You too. And everybody out here in the trucker world, y'all have a blessed one. All right. Now, you be easy, bro. Thank you.